you're, once you're gonna make that kind of a big step, it's more about understanding that the fear is gonna be there in moments, understanding that people will try to share that fear with you, and you just gotta know it's gonna be there and just still be comfortable with that's the correct decision for you, and then do what you need to do to make that change work. So it's it's just it's really like this kind of I had a I had a like a conversation with myself. <laughs> about all of that, you know? But it's great if that's... I, I definitely built to it. I definitely built to it. But, you know, you prepare yourself and it's just, just the next chapter. It's the next chapter, and that's a good thing. Change tends to be good, I've found, if I look back on my life. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Waves Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. If you're wondering about what you should do with your life, if you have a new project in mind and need to be inspired or motivated, if you feel lost or if you just want to learn stuff, well congratulations, you are in the right place. Every week I interview some amazing people and question them about the journeys that have been in their lives and all the area of expertise. It can be YouTubers, musicians, writers, actors, athletes, influencers, any type of person from any country, any color, any gender, but with one common point, they've decided to do something with their lives, something they like, something they believe in, they've decided to act to make waves. This is Waves Podcast, I'm Max Alaro and my guest this week is Courtney Diamond who is a writer, a gaming streamer on Twitch and a podcast host. I really recommend checking out her podcast, it's called We're All Human and it's really awesome and it's also really hard to describe so it's easier for me if you just check it out and listen to it, you know. Anyway, in this episode we talked about how it is to quit your job and start doing something you like on your own, everything that happens before, doubt. Uh, realizing that you don't like what you do, and also everything that happens after, which is the more positive, <laughs> the positive side of this podcast. It was super interesting because Courtney is a very good host and she's funny and interesting, uh, so I was really shocked by some stuff she said because I never thought of them, and I also laughed a lot, but I won't say more, like, just listen to the episode. Um, also, if you like this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcast, iTunes, it is so important that you do this, you have no idea. And yeah, keep sharing this podcast with your friends. Please keep supporting. And yeah, happy listening. Hi, Courtney. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, too. Um, do you want to introduce yourself or do you want me to do it? Oh, whichever way you think is more comfortable. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you know a lot more than me. So <laughs> I guess <laughs> you should. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely met me before. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am Courtney Diamond. I basically have a blog that I run at CourtneyDiamond.com. And then I have a podcast that came after that. It's called We're All Human with Courtney Diamond. And I'm a full-time freelancer at this point, just working on a lot of creative projects. And then I also have a Twitch channel where I do live streams. And I'm kind of just starting to try to find a normal rhythm for Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you stream usually on Twitch? Um, for a while, I was put myself on a very specific schedule. I was doing like chunks of time, maybe three hours at a time, nine to midnight, like four days a week. The only problem mm. with that is that'll that'll ruin your social life really quick. <laughs> that is that is the only mm. issue with that kind of a schedule. So I'm trying to figure out a, a new one that's gonna work out for me mm -hmm. um, in the future. Yeah. You know that I can make sure I can stick to because that's the key, right? It's always sticking to those yeah. schedules. 
Yeah, exactly. So that people can come back and know that you're live, etc. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I used to live a little. It wasn't YouTube, but I used to do live streams, etc. Mm-hmm. And it was. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's super weird because like your only friends are the ones uh, that are watching you, <laughs> so you you don't go out. Yeah, anymore. that can happen. Or if you just it's it gets sporadic and everything like that, then then yeah, it's just harder to find the same people. It seems like I have to stream late at night most of the time. That's that's mm. where I get most of the people watching. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm a night owl, so mm-hmm. if that's the way it's got to be. Then it's not the worst thing that could happen. Usually gamers or night owls. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Wasting plenty of hours on video games, being tired in the morning. I know it well. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, let's talk about gaming a little. Um, What was your first uh, gaming experience? Like, how did you, I mean, if you remember, how did you get into the gaming world? Yeah, I've been playing video games since I was five years old. Um, My parents got me a Super Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, an, I grew up an only child. So, you know, I was either reading books or playing video games pretty much. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time on my own. Uh, the first game I ever played was Donkey Kong Country. Oh, and I'm wow. still obsessed with that game. It's still good. It's still mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of followed me all the way, all the way through my entire life. I've always loved it. Something very satisfying about video games, you know? Mm-hmm. And at this point, uh, they're so cinematic and they're such amazing stories to play through. Yeah. That if anything, they make sense to more people than than ever before, you know, before they seem like time wasters. But now, like, it's a it's full experience and it requires a different level of skill, too. Yeah. Now it's just like uh, watching a movie. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I remember playing. Um, oh, by the way, I saw an article on your blog uh, in which you uh, I think you picked like 10 of the best the PS4 games and yeah. one of, of them was The Last of Us. I, I think it was the first one actually. That is my favorite game of all time. Really? Fact. Yeah. Of that, all time. That, I love the, it so much. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like a huge fan and I'm nothing compared to my friends. Like my friends know all about the developers and who made this in the game, etc, etc. Yeah. And I actually have a friend who like uh, does live streams on The Last of Us. So. Uh, yeah, it's like at this point, gaming has become such an amazing um, experience. And I mean, it used to be kind of lame to play video games. I don't know if you remember, but when I was uh, younger, it was like, if, if you said this to a girl, it was like, oh, okay, you're a weirdo. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I totally get it. And be, try being a girl playing video games back in the day. That was just super mm. nerdy and extra weird because it seemed like it seemed mm. like either girls weren't playing or they weren't talking about it at the time, you know? Um, so always felt really strange. It felt like a strange hobby to have, but now what's cool is games like, um, these games are so beautiful. I've, I've played through last of us several times and Mm -hmm. I've played with just like a friend who's playing for the first time and they're handling the controls and you just sit there and watch like everybody will just Mm -hmm. sit around and watch one person play a story because you're pretty much watching a movie. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, It's amazing. And everybody can get into it now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's a huge issue with, I mean, not anymore, not that much anymore, but, uh, yeah, girls playing video game used to be like, I don't know. They're, they're, it was bizarre. Yeah. There's this stereotype <laughs> also about the girl gamers, etc. And it's something like, do you have any problem with Twitch? Um, I mean, live streaming on Twitch regarding this, uh, with, with the type of people that'll come in and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't had too much of a problem. I've had a couple weird guys pop in there, but I guess that's mm-hmm. the nice thing about being able to assign people as the moderators in your chat, right? <laughs> yeah. Because then you have somebody else. I just I just ignore them. I don't really acknowledge them at all, and and then a friend will kick them out. 
But so far, it hasn't been too bad. Most people are very lovely. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, because I'm asking because I know a girl who, I mean, every time I watch her live streams, it's there's like weirdos in the chat. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the awesome thing about Twitch, uh, I don't know if you agree with this, is that it's like a, I think it should be compared to uh, like making a movie would be making videos on YouTube and doing theater would be uh, streaming on Twitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's a very nice comparison. Yeah, like you have- I like that. <laughs> like you have this um live experience etc it's it's both in- enjoyable for the for the watcher for the audience but also for like when you're doing it it's like you you interact with people etc it's a different way to connect you know and who who knew that would ever be a thing to think that anybody could even go online and and make their living playing video games I know, right? <laughs> and people <laughs> just go in to hang out like, that's crazy. I don't think I ever would have predicted something like that. But really, it, it is. It's it's like a place where people go to meet. And we're probably mm. going to see a lot a lot more um, crazy ways for people to connect in the future, too. So, yeah, and then, sure it's like, just like, the beginning. When you see the difference between, like, when I was born and right now, it's amazing to see what, can, what people can do. And I have a brother who's a little older than me. And he... Even he, he's not that old, but even he is like amazed by what's happening right now with Twitch and making making money with videos, etc. I mean, everything, the graphics, the technology. I mean, to think that we were playing, um, you know, these super pixelated games or, you know, like the original yeah. Mario's and things like that. And then you look at a mm. game that comes out like like um, like a Detroit Become Human. Mm. That game is insane looking. Yeah, I haven't I played like, it yet. So. Oh, it's gorgeous. I did a I've done two mm-hmm. playthroughs of it already. Oh, really? Totally at my alley. I love like talking about AI and futuristic stuff. Mm. <laughs> and then any game that like lets you make decisions and feels like a choose your own adventure. Mm. I think those are going to get more incredible too. Exactly. And the the theme of uh, of Detroit Become Human is like I, I saw it, I, I remember it was like two years ago when I started to talk about it, etc. You know, with ads and E3, etc. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such an interesting topic. And like, I mean, this game also makes you think, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, because it's totally where we're going. Mm-hmm. It's exactly where we're going. Um, people are trying to, to, to create um, androids like you get to play in the game. And then I think the, they really just kind of captured all the different feelings that people would have about that. What would happen if you had some sort of sentient being? all of a sudden that realized that they were considered lesser than like they, they handled it very well and they give you so many different choices. It's the first game I played where it feels like your choices really do dramatically affect the ending. Mm-hmm. Cause like until, until Dawn does that as well and you can keep people alive or, or kill them, but there's a lot of plot points that happen regardless. Whereas this one really does make you feel like you could, you make a dramatic impact and it's, and it's very moving and the acting is so good. All this motion capture is insane. Okay. So no podcast next week. (laughs) I'm going to play this game. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And you'll charge right through it. So, so put a whole lot of hours aside. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually bought it, but I still haven't had time to, to, to try it. So it's even more frustrating, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get in there. Mm, yeah, I see it on my desk, but I can't touch it. <laughs> but, Absolutely. I wrote a, I wrote a whole like uh, review on it on my site. Yeah, I was I so excited. 
yeah, it's like I mean, I was too the whole topic is crazy when you think about it. And as you said, it's like it's it's bound. To, I mean, it, it it has to happen at one point, right? Mm-hmm. So Definitely. It, it's almost like a you know a philosophical game. Oh, absolutely! It'll have you thinking very mm-hmm. deep thoughts. But that's what these oh. that's what these things are good for now. With them being so um, so full of amazing storylines, because if you mm-hmm. even if you go back to like The Last of Us, that story re- storyline right there resonates with so many people, right. and that's one of those games where you finish it and you feel like you're asking yourself a million more questions, and you almost feel mm-hmm. like you need to decompress and like talk to a friend about <laughs> about what just <laughs> yeah. happened, you know? Yeah, so, like it happened to you. Yeah. Yeah, because you do. You go on this journey, and it's amazing. And they're only going to get better, and that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's both amazing and terrifying. But yeah, yeah, like it, I, I think video games are even more awesome. I mean, not to compare arts between each other, but like movies, you're kind of like spectating. But video games are really inside the story. Yeah, you get you get a, to be a part of it in a whole different kind of way, and especially with mm. anything that's like a. There's one thing where Last of Us is so beautifully crafted that you want to go on that journey. It's another thing with these games that let you choose your path. Mm. That's incredible. Um, movies now, it's kind of weird because movies, obviously, there's still incredible movies being made. There's still great movies out there. But when you mm. look at even the TV shows that are being made right now, they knock movies out of the park mm. most of the time just because they they have this extended amount of time to tell a story, right? Yeah. To get you into fully into the characters. Think of Game of Thrones. Every episode of Game of Thrones is a movie. Yeah, that's true. All by yeah. itself. But you get to watch all of these different movies put together and you get so wrapped up and you care more in that than watching, you know, something that's an hour and 45 minutes and hope it was crafted well enough for you to really feel. So it kind of, when amazing movies come out now, like, you know, they must be good because they have to go up against these other different kinds of experiences that we have now yeah yeah so sure. i never thought about it but yeah um for example the show sherlock i don't know if you know it um yeah, yeah well that's the same like each story is amazing and each episode is amazing and it's, and like, it's a whole movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they do it like it really every is. week <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 mind-blowing the things they can pull off now i mean they sure take a long time to get those sherlock episodes episodes out but yeah you know, I guess we have to be patient to get good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they announced like uh, they, they sort of teased the new season because they said this they would stop last uh, at last season, but I don't think they will. So that's good news. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I want much mm. more of that. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. all day. <laughs> all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that show is just amazing. Uh, anyway, we went way off track right at the beginning of the of the podcast. There you go. Uh, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how mine goes. That's how I was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do every time. Like I have questions, etc., and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, what that's I wanted to good. talk about is the blog and your writing because it's something that. I mean, there's like a number of articles. Uh, I won't say all the names because it's like so long. But I mean, yeah, the main one was how to get unstuck. Mm-hmm. That That's my favorite one. Like, oh. I just, yeah, yeah, no, really, I really love um, how honest it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. The um, I started that blog because I had gotten to, I'd gotten to this weird place in my life where I was uh, like, I was kind of bummed out because it's almost like I felt like I'd forgotten to take advantage of any kind of creative outlet. 
And writing has always been the main one for me since I was a kid. And so I, I, since I felt like I couldn't say the stuff that was frustrating to me out loud, I was like, well, maybe if I just start writing this kind of stuff mm -hmm. down. Um, and I always say that it's like, it's like the best version of myself talking to the other version of myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not even that, even when I write things like that, it doesn't mean, you know, I don't ever feel stuck in moments like anybody else mm. would. It's just like I'm taking that like highest, that highest best version of me and saying, even if I'm, if I'm feeling stuck in a moment, if I go back and read this, will it be something that resonates? And um, mm. yeah, when you start writing about stuff like that, I get, I get responses, you know, from people I don't know. And that's very cool because you realize that you, of course, are not the only person feeling those things, which makes them feel like you can get over them mm. a lot easier when you can reach out and have that conversation. Yeah, I think that comes from your, as I said, your, your honesty, because, um, yeah, it's you, the, the, the good you talking to the bad you. And yeah. we all relate to both of them in some way. But um, it's like, Most of the time, we don't listen to the good one, you know. Yeah. And having someone talking about it, it's really, uh, it's really amazing. Yeah, it's the same reason why you have, you know, you have friends that you need to go to. And I always say, um, the key is that we just get better at mm -hmm. at least taking action on the good part, even yeah. if you don't always feel it. It's like you, you got to get to the point where at least you know what you need to do, and then you try to rationalize it out. And I think it gets easier and easier. But it's always wonderful if you can hear it from another person too. They can help snap you out, snap you yeah. out of that moment. Yeah, I started writing quite recently on Medium. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, um, obviously, it's nice to share, etc. But it's weird how you start thinking about, I mean, it's it's also a way to improve for the writer. Yeah. Like, like you're very, uh, since you know someone is going to read, you're trying to be objective about what you're talking about, which is somehow, I mean, most of the time linked to who you are, you know. So you're really honest with yourself. Yeah, you're definitely very honest with yourself in those <laughs> moments. And sometimes you're a little more honest than you, than you knew. Mm. The, the cool thing about, about anybody, even people that don't consider themselves like a writer, about sitting down to write is that you will, you will find out that you were thinking of things that you didn't even realize. Mm. Something a little bit in your subconscious mind. If you sit and do a free write where you're just knocking down words on a page and not worried about formatting and not worried about anything, doing those types of things brings topics right into the forefront of your mind. And you'll realize that you have, you have something to say on a subject and that you weren't even aware of it yourself until you kind of gave mm. yourself the space to do that. Yeah. That's like, I think if, even someone who doesn't want to write and share what they, what they write, etc. I think having like a diary or some ways to write really helps you think. Yeah. It's just good. It's good for you. Mm. you it's good to reflect. It's good to, to acknowledge things that are going well. It's good to acknowledge things that are holding you up and work through it that way. Mm -hmm. um, because otherwise you just kind of plow through the day and you're just trying to get through. But you may, yeah. you may not even realize that, that you could be doing even better. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's so easy to like spend your whole life not thinking about yourself and not, you know, taking time to um, think about what you're doing and why and who you really want to be, etc. And I think having a way to, um, like, it's more about the action, you know, you take time to write and that's like a, um, a part of your time that you dedicate to yourself. Oh, absolutely. That's all you time. That's yeah. all you time. 
And then, <laughs> yeah, and just these these types of subjects of, you know, things like feeling stuck. It's the craziest thing how many people feel that way all the time. Mm. <laughs> and you would yeah, never notice yeah. that. But you kind of have to kind of have to get to this point where you're willing to bring up subjects that people might some people consider that a really uncomfortable subject to talk about. Yeah. You know, that's really jarring for them. That kind of messes with their whole their whole, you know, routine they've got going on. Um, mm. so there's something there's something that's that's really freeing about getting comfortable talking about things that are uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, and I, I mean I feel like this, like I feel stuck <laughs> I would say like 70% of my time because uh, and like re reading your article was really amazing for me because I think like one of the first lines was that being stuck doesn't really exist yeah and I was like oh damn because I I mean I I know and I read about it about these things but I never realized that yeah it's inside in my mind you know yeah we do it to ourselves we like mm. pretend that there's no other like there's no other choice like I'm here but that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense when you really break it down to yourself which is great which is great. And just say like, okay, well, I just have to start making different choices. And then I got to figure out what, what does getting unstuck look like? What, what do I want to do? And mm. then what's the first, you have to think of just the first step. You don't go, you don't go long term. I think you go first step of how I start changing that, Yeah. you know, but it's, there's a lot of things where we're just telling ourselves stories, mm. whether, whether it's being stuck, it could be about um, who you are. I had an interesting conversation um, today and yesterday, actually, <laughs> both days. <laughs> but I constantly, even in my writing and and during my podcast, I'm always acknowledging myself. I'm like, I'm a, like a shy, introverted person. Mm -hmm. And that's how I always was as a kid, definitely. But as I've gotten older, nobody ever thinks I'm a shy, introverted person. I guess I don't really come across that way very like that very much. But I continuously tell myself that story. So it's like I choose to identify with something. Yeah. But like what happens if I stop telling myself that? And what happens if I stop telling myself I'm stuck? It's like you allow yourself to start making changes that will uh, probably have a huge impact mm. later on, even if you start small. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> That's exactly me. I mean, what you just said about uh, being introvert and telling yourself a story. Because most people tell me, like, but you're making videos, you're not shy. Or, you yeah. know, like you're doing a podcast, you're not shy. And that's like, how right are they? <laughs> people tell me the same thing. They're like, what do you mean? You talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you run a full podcast, you do all this stuff. How could you possibly be shy and introverted? I think we can feel those things. And I still definitely feel that way sometimes. Mm -hmm. But even if you feel that way sometimes but you choose to act against it to do things that you're interested in and that you care about, then you're changing your story and you're growing outside of that thing that you used to tell yourself. Wow. Okay. I'm going to need a break to think. <laughs> okay. Take a break. <laughs> no, no, like, no, but like really, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I never really, if, I never realized this, but yeah, like when I send an email to uh, someone I want to have on the podcast, it's me not being shy, even though I am shy. That's, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like people that are really deeply, deeply shy can't do stuff like that mm -hmm. or won't let themselves do things like that, you know, because it's a confidence issue. It's a shyness a lot is like a fear of rejection, which we all have yeah. um, to some extent or another. And I think shyness is, is just an extra large version of that. 
But to be able to decide that it's uncomfortable and do it anyway, you're already stepping way outside of that of that description. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, that's why I love this podcast because I'm like learning. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, like the aim of this podcast is me trying to help people. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually helping myself most of the time. <laughs> that's the best part, right? That's the crazy yeah. thing about podcasts is like, because we're just having a, right? You, you know, we're asking questions and stuff like that, but you're just having a conversation with the person. And when you let conversations just kind of go where they will, you'll just, you'll figure things out about yourself yeah. that you never would have realized. Yeah. And like another, another amazing thing. Oh, sorry. Another amazing thing um, about this podcast is like, I talk to awesome people and I sort of dis like I realized that they are human, you know what I mean, and that's yes. like the whole point of your podcast, which is why it's uh, the title. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we are human, and like, I can talk to a TED a TED talk speaker. I can talk to a rapper. I can talk to a blogger, YouTuber, like very successful people, mm -hmm. and they're kind of all the same in a way. We're all yeah. Foundationally, we have the same kinds of drives. Exactly. You know, and and. And that's the very interesting thing. And no matter how somebody portrays themselves, and this is getting this is getting even crazier, obviously, with you know social media, you can kind of create the image that you want people to have of you. Um, no matter what they show you, if you like really sit down and talk to somebody for an extended period of time, you're going to get some whole other side that you didn't expect to be there. You'll find out that not everybody thinks they're the coolest thing in the world all all the time. <laughs> Even if you think of them that way, it doesn't yeah. mean that they think of themselves that way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they have not felt uh, doubt or been insecure. Um, you just you just can't guess what people are actually thinking, mm -hmm. and they're having the same sorts of like internal struggles that you are. We all do that same stuff, and um, and I I wrote another post that was talking about that kind of thing, and I said really at the core also is that everybody just wants to be loved mm. in whatever definition that is for them. They want, you know, they want people to see them and they want to feel accepted and they want to feel that people care about them. And that's a lot of where our like doubts and insecurities and all that stuff comes from. And some, so for some people it comes out in trying to be overconfident. And in some people that comes out more in that like introverted way, but it's all come from the same root. <laughs> There's always something you can find in common yeah. with another human being in a conversation yeah and it's like some people hide their lack of confidence by trying to be overconfident confident. and in some way i think they're hurting themselves by doing that because that's just not who they are and they don't have to like be fake and i think it's also dangerous with social media and instagram etc because by doing this other people think that this is how they should be and if it's someone who is very famous and like i don't know a guy who's super cute and all the girls like him um that's going to have a bad influence on people You know what I mean? Yeah. And you think if you're not that, then you're wrong. Yeah, right? Exactly. Something's wrong with you because you're not as confident as this person is or or whatever. And there's nothing like there's a there's a kind of a really deep dissatisfaction that can happen if if you feel like you are constantly pre presenting a facade to people mm -hmm. and people love that facade, but you know that's not really you. So even if you get a lot of adulation and you know, you get like, you have a ton of fans or whatever. If you don't think that's even you, then how are you actually supposed to receive that love from people? 
Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's not even me. They don't, if, if they knew me, they wouldn't like me or something, right? Like <laughs> those are the things we say in yeah. our heads, but we don't say out loud to people. Mm. So that's, they are hurting themselves. We, we, are, we are hurting ourselves when we do things yeah. like that, you know, because we all do it in moments. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think it's like, it's something that's kind of changing recently. I think a lot of people are trying to like, de, um, I don't know, they're trying to like, make people understand that this is not, I mean, doubt and feeling bad, etc. This is not um, negative on its own. It's not like something you should try to avoid. It's just your nature. It's definitely just your nature. Right? Yeah. And I think you hit you hit waves of it, and then it's about mm -hmm. it's about us all just trying to learn to kind of change the mental pattern so that when we know we're hitting a place of doubt, we can kind of talk ourselves down from it and understand it's it's not that it is you; it's just a feeling you're having, yeah. you know, in that moment, and just handling it better or like knowing how to get out of it. And that's another part of just getting to know yourself better and being comfortable sharing who that person is and some people you know some people doesn't click but mm. most people it will yeah and yeah it's not you to be you know, yeah it's not the definition of you to be sad but it's just something that happens and it's yeah it's not bad as you said um yeah wait i took some notes <laughs> oh nice. yes <yeah>, like <laughs> see i'm like a, a very serious interviewer um i like yeah, it you, you you talked about being uh i mean we talked about the fact that some of my guests or I mean most of my guests are similar in some ways and like the main difference is that their um like the size of their personalities that are unique or what they exploit and what they uh, really work on and you know they go really deep in what they like and just do it at a hundred percent and I think that's like why most of my guests are happy and you know yeah good people to, to talk to yeah definitely if you no matter what part you're on in in the journey of that, <laughs> if mm -hmm. you even if the in the very beginning, um, if you're trying to make like a large change in your life, like so, like I like I quit my job like seven seven months ago now, wow. and just to kind of throw myself into things I actually care about and to make a huge change, mm -hmm. and to kind of accept the fact that I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'll figure it out. It'll it'll work itself out in some way. And I'm going to take a lot of steps to do that and everything. But but um, that it's fine. But as soon as you make those kinds of decisions to just get in there and start doing things that you care about or something that you're excited about, there's like a different kind of satisfaction that comes with it, even on low, low days. You have high days and you have low days. But at no point, like, would I go back to my job? You know, like I wouldn't go back to that job. I wouldn't go back and remove that decision because it was absolutely the right decision. And there is like a confidence that comes with it, too. When you make a decision to to move towards something that you would prefer to do. Yeah, and I yeah, think, like, and I, yeah, I think that's what that's what you can see in people that make those kinds of choices. It's just like, a, well, I had I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like, like the first step is always harder, and then you gain confidence, and then it's get, it gets easier, etc. It's um, it's hard to jump in, but once you've done it, you're like halfway there, you know. Oh, exactly. Well, you have to think about things too. We're so weird. He, we have like the worst memories as people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you you can think of a a million things that like the first time you did it, it was terrifying, and you were like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. And you felt like I'll I'll suck at this forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then fast forward. 
maybe a few months or like a year and it's something that you do all the time Hmm. and it's normal to you and it's gotten easy and you don't even think twice about it. But we like forget that we used to feel like this thing that I do now normally every day and I'm comfortable with it and I'm good at it used Hmm. to be the thing that terrified me and I was awful at. Yeah. We like forget that. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving. At one point, you didn't know how to drive, right? (laughs) Yeah, the first time I started driving, I was like, oh, this is awful. And now it's so easy. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) most things in our lives. Even like starting starting the podcast. I remember starting it and I was like looking at the I was remember doing all the research on the equipment I wanted to get. And I was like, okay, well, how do I like how do I figure out RSS feeds? How do I upload? There's like a lot of little technical things you're asking. What what am I my format to be like? What am I going to talk to people about? Mm. I'm nervous to just have somebody over and and talk because you know as a host you have to you feel like you obviously you're you're hosting you're like at the lead of this thing yeah so you have to bring a sort of, a sort of confidence to it and it's something that just comes with nerves and you're like how am I ever gonna figure this out but you just start doing it and all of a sudden it's just normal and it's natural and it's comfortable and when you choose the things you care about you can make it, almost anything comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true yeah because if you enjoy it it's even better mm-hmm. but uh yeah i remember the first time like i just told i told a few friends that i would start a podcast and so they were like okay right i'm very happy for you and uh i can't wait to see what you're what you're gonna do and i mean i said this like i had no idea what a podcast was i just had listened to some podcasts but i didn't know how it worked or as you said rss feeds etc i recorded five episodes of this podcast before even knowing how I was going to upload them, etc. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just yeah. you started. That's the biggest thing is a lot of people don't start. Mm. And you got to be willing to like not be good at things at yeah. first or to not know what you're doing. And because it's just not going to be, it's not going to be perfect in the beginning. It's just not. And you you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And each time you do it, you'll get mm. a little bit better. And the process gets a little bit more seamless. And it's just about kind of devoting yourself to the continuation of a project. Yeah. I mean, you said that thing, uh, you just have to start and then you'll figure it out. And that was actually the title of the first episode of this podcast. My guest told me this and I was like, wow, awesome. That person, you know, you know how stressed you are for the first interview. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, awesome. That person agrees with that. That's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. I was super stressed out for mine. My first one, first one I did was with a total stranger, not in my house. My my setup like travels, right? Mm-hmm. I was in a different city. I had to set up all my stuff for the first time. Yeah. And then it's with somebody that's not, you know, it's not a friend. It's a, it's a, it's a we were friends afterwards, but I was like worried about what we were going to talk about. And then you start recording and we talked for like three and a half hours. Wow which I obviously had to edit down. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but we talked for a really long time and that and it couldn't it couldn't have gone it wasn't perfect, but it it couldn't have been a better first experience. Mm. And there's something satisfying even if it's not the most perfect thing, however it turns out, it's like there's like this weird relief of like well, started it. Mm-hmm. Like did it so the next one now i have a little bit more information to go in with you know yeah 
Yeah, because the first time you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. And then, at the, like me, it's just like the ninth episode. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, I know what I'm doing, kind of. And I don't mm -hmm. have to fake it for people who, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. I think, you know, you just be honest with people, too. If you're starting something out and be like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, it's a new thing for me. I'm doing, I'm going to do the best I can. Still learning. And we'll get there. Even if you say something like that, that's a really, like a really honest statement. Um. Mm -hmm. People, people trust you more when you say things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, you're like, hey, yeah, it's it's new, and we're still figuring it out, but it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Work it all out. Like there's a there's a a humility and a confidence that comes with that, and then they're gonna trust that that you're gonna kind of keep it real with them <laughs> going forward, yeah. as opposed to. As opposed to you starting like, yeah, I know, I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna have like thousands of listeners of listens on each episode, and then you, the guy sees you and you're like, you don't know how to plug your microphone. On yeah, the, you're not even setting the... yourself up for success in that situation, are you? Mm, yeah, you're so setting honestly, this crazy so you... weird bar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the guess is like, okay, who is this person? I'm not sure. Like... And it just it reeks of falseness. Exactly, it doesn't even it wouldn't even make sense, right? Mm. So I think in those moments, that's where you just go in a, li a little bit honest, still confident, still confident, but just like, hey, you know, bear with me a little bit, getting it done, but I'm excited to talk to you or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my, my Honesty helps a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And um, yeah, my first guess was so like... All my guests is kind of scary because as, as I said, I find all of my guests awesome in their own way. And... Obviously, it's something when you when you have respect for someone, it kind of adds to how scared you are when you're starting a podcast. And I remember the first time I was like, okay, so that girl is in New York. Uh, she's like a YouTuber with like 50,000 people watching each video. I have to do this like very well, etc. And then uh -huh. I started and she was like struggling to use Skype and she was she had to ask her boyfriend to use the microphone, etc. It was like so funny, you know. This is what I'm <laughs> saying. You never know. <laughs> Yeah. And not everybody's good at everything, right? So mm. we're all going to have things we're better at and weirder at than other people. But you just never you never know what to expect from people when you finally get to meet them. Yeah. And um you usually you usually feel better. It's like anytime you meet celebrities, I feel like it's always it's always like a a relief to realize like I said that they're just other people. Mm. They're other people in crazy positions, but they're still people. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's even more inspiring to see that they are just like you, as I said before. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's focus on the questions again. Um, one article I wanted to talk about is one that she's... Um, I think the title is like, Do you need a niche? Niche? How do you say this, by the way, in English? A niche? A niche? Okay. Because that's a French word, by the niche. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's so weird. Like, I don't know how to say the French words in English. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think we we say niche. I hear, I hear people say niche too. Yeah, that's why that's why I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I feel like both are right. I think they can all be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. We'll it's strange, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, like I just love this article because um, like me, for example, starting this podcast, I had to 
get into marketing and that sort of things, you know, like trying to advertise yeah. what you're doing, etc. which is something I suck at. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I just, I don't like it and I'm not good at it. So, Hey, I don't, I don't like it either. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people who like it. <laughs> Usually if you're a little bit like the, the creative one that wants to put the thing together when it comes to like the marketing and the business parts, those just don't seem as fun, right? Yeah. You're like, that's not my job. <laughs> yep. Like somebody else, please do this. <laughs> Yeah, and I get so you. yeah, I, I discovered the the term niche, which is weird because in French, uh, niche means doghouse. So it's like very oh. yeah, that's funny, right? Um, yeah, and it's really negative uh, in French. So I was like, I need a niche. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? And then I discovered what it is, and I'm I was like even. Like, it was even more negative for me because, as you yeah. said in this article, it's so weird that you, in order to market yourself well, you have to sort of um, leave some parts of yourself aside, right? Yeah, that's what it seems like. If, you, if, if you're starting something new, and like I, I think I say in there, it's been a long time since I've read that one, um, <laughs> I think I say in there that it's, it's definitely a useful tool because people like... Yeah. To categorize. People like to know what they should expect from you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's just weird when it comes to when you think about like marketing or like, what is my thing? What's my podcast? I have to be able to like nail it down in one sentence and I have to tell you exactly what my thing is. I do this thing. But it can be weird if you feel like there's several different avenues you want to go down. So you have to feel like you're not getting trapped by that idea you know it's just kind of mm -hmm. weird when you try to like whittle yourself down to one phrase and i think that's the thing i was when i wrote that everybody was just like so like what's your exact thing and they want you to talk about like the same exact thing with everybody mm. and all of that and i just was struggling with that a bit so it's like i get it i totally get it and i see how it's really effective because it helps you find the people that are into that, right? If you make yourself easily marketable to one particular thing. Um, but then you also feel, I guess, a little bit like pigeonholed yeah. too. So how do you avoid that feeling while also finding the correct audience for you? Mm. Yeah, and that's like um, most of my guests, usually they, they do tons of stuff, all of them. But all the everything they do is kind of linked. And what I love with you is that I, I mean, you're right, obviously, and it's, it can be about anything, but you have such a mm -hmm. wide range of uh, activities, you know, like you, as you said, you stream on Twitch and you do a podcast, which is not about Twitch necessarily, you know? Yeah, no, no, no not at all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Every now and again, we'll talk about a game, but just because it randomly comes up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's really nice to see that people can do uh, everything, like can do what they want and also um you know succeed like it, it can work right yeah i think it definitely can i think it definitely <laughs> can what i my mentality was going into it and how i explained to people because like my my podcast is called we're all human right it's that sound that's it's very broad mm. obviously and then i'm talking to all kinds <laughs> of different people right just like you you talk to lots of different kinds of people um but my idea was that the theme is that every time we have a conversation we get to some place of like real honesty and some place of vulnerability so that you feel like in the conversation, you're really getting to know that person 
and who they really are. It's not going to feel like a surface, like whatever chat. It's going to feel like we're having a, like you're eavesdropping on honesty. Mm. And that you come away with it feeling like you got a good feeling for that person and that you also found something in common with them, whoever they were. Like that's that mm. that to me was my that was my niche thought, mm. even though that's broad. Yeah. That's kind of what I was aiming for, you know? Now it's interesting if you do go in and you try to do something broad for a while, you will also notice what people want to hear from you. Mm. Is what I is what I picked up in this last year of doing mine. So I can see what pe- what kind of topics people ask for and what they seem to be leaning into more often than than others. Oh yeah, so it almost helps you yeah. find your niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> over <absolutely>. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what people expect from you. Yeah, um, and, and and yeah, um, something I, re- I wanted to ask is, as you said, you quit your job, and uh, I wanted to know how did that work out, like. I mean, you started to write your blog before quitting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how was the situation as the, at this time when you started to to uh, try to do this freelance and, you know, to do it like 100%? So, um, yes, the blog came before that. I didn't expect the blog to take over any kind of income. That was just my project for myself, you know, mm-hmm. and my creative outlet. And then... Um, through the writing, it's almost like I kind of woke up a different part of myself and I kind of discovered where some of the unhappiness was coming from with writing, <laughs> with writing some of those things. Um, so it made me start to question, which anytime you're starting to question what's going on, you're already setting yourself up on a new path. Um, mm. So through that blog, then I had people, they would ask me to do their podcasts. And so I was on a couple podcasts and they were like, hey, you know, you seem comfortable with this. Why don't you start one? Somebody just said that. And I went, all right. <laughs> so I was like, because sure. I was like, I was like, I guess that'd be a good thing to go with the blog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the job I was working in, I worked, I worked um in live shows and as like a theatrical tech in audio and video and I went to film school and I under- I already kind of had an understanding of, you know, basic equipment and things like that. So it kind of lent itself already. So I started, then I started the podcast project. And then through those conversations, it made me realize even more that I was not happy where I was and I was feeling very stuck there. And then I wanted more of my energy to go elsewhere. So once you start realizing that, you just got to, I, I had to basically say, how do I? How do I get out of this situation? And mm-hmm. the problem was, it wasn't that I wanted, I did not that I wanted to move to another full time job, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't the goal. Cause it'd be one thing to just <laughs> get another full time job. I could do that. But I was like, I want to figure out how to not have the full time job <laughs> mm-hmm. and to give myself an open schedule. So that's a whole other different can of worms to open. So, I was there for a, I was there for a while still doing the blog and the podcast and kind of building, but I it, I was getting more and more frustrated as time went on. I realized that, and so I just started to find other sources of income while I was there. They were all they were all freelance things that I could do from my laptop, um, or even I've talked about this talked about this on my podcast and stuff. Like I do like dog walking in my neighborhood, that makes a decent mm-hmm. amount of money, and it's something you can do if you need like concrete money to pick up. Um, that's not just fully relying on your creativity, 
but it's not going to bog down your schedule and it still allows you to be pretty free. So I said, you have to start looking for things like that so that you can replace the full time. And your mm-hmm. schedule changes, but it's your schedule now. Now it's something that you can design a little bit better. Um, so I, I kind of worked on those, those types of things. What do I do to replace this money so that I'm making the same amount of money and still in control mm-hmm. of everything? And then the, like you just, the longer I was there, just the more frustrated I got with it because it's almost like my – I got to a point where it just was, it didn't feel like an option to leave. It felt like I have, I have to leave. And it almost mm-hmm. snuck up on me <laughs> the day I did it. I just was like, I got to I gotta get out of here. It's the time. And at that point, like you said, you're, just, you're, you're choosing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, you just know that you will do what you have to do to make sure that you're still good and that you're doing the things that you want. But there's so many options mm-hmm. these days now to be able to make money in not the standard full-time job way, if that's the way you want to go. Mm-hmm. There's more, you know, there's so many more options than there ever used to be. So, you know, you want to be smart about it <laughs> for <laughs> sure. So you don't feel like you're broke, but you know, you can plan those things out. You can plan those things out. And then when you, anytime you leave that sort of a situation too, people will always feed you, people will feed you fear about it. Because obviously it's like, what do you mean you're leaving a full time job with like benefits and but like that is that's a logical choice, of course, to be there. Yes. But they're feeding you fear mostly because that's something that scares them that they don't think they could do or that they sometimes they might want to do, but they don't think they could, or just because they care about you. So they just are feeding you that nervousness, right? So you have to kind of like if you're once you're gonna make that kind of a big big step, it's more about Understanding that the fear is going to be there in moments, understanding that people will try to share that fear with you and say those things, and you just got to know it's going to be there and just still be comfortable with that's the correct decision for you, and then do what you need to do to make that change work. So it's it's just it's really like this kind of I had a I had a like a conversation with myself (laughs) (laughs) about all of that, you know. Um, but it's great if that's, I, I definitely built to it. I definitely built to it mm. and I try, and I tried to do it in a very smart way, but you know, you prepare yourself and you just, it's the next chapter. It's the next chapter. And that's a good thing. Change tends to be good. <laughs> yeah. I've found if I look back on my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like 90% of the time it is, um, even like 99. <laughs> yeah. Cause it even, sometimes it seems bad initially. Yeah. In the in the like I have this weird I have this weird thing where it's um sometimes it's hard to tell when something is a bad event or a good event. Mm. Because if you let enough time pass, something that you know, quote unquote that was bad that happened ended up maybe being one of the best things that could have happened to you. Mm. And you just never know. You just never know, which is kind of a nice way to look at life. Mm. Yeah, an example of this is like I talked about this in the last episode. Uh me going to the hospital and almost dying was like when you look at when you look at it like just at this fact it's very bad but it also yeah. made me realize what i wanted to do with my life and think a lot more and not let others decide what i should do you know like that sort of that sort of things so yeah it was actually very positive and it's like the best thing that happened to me almost dying you know isn't that crazy yeah 
That's such a, yeah, it's such a, it's such a wake up call because nobody really knows how much time they have, honestly. Mm-hmm. Or you just, yeah. you know, like, so you might as well start figuring out what you want your life to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so you, that's, mm-hmm. like, when, when this happens, you're like, um, I mean, you realize you don't have that much time anyway. I mean, you, you do have time and you probably won't die tomorrow. But um, even if you, I mean, if it happened and if you, uh, I mean, if, it, if you died, like, uh, me, it was like before I was 20 years old. So um, mm-hmm. if it happened to you and you haven't done anything you like in your life, it's even more sad, you know? Yeah. You think about the things you, you really want to do. Or it's mm. even like if there's something you really, really want to do, but you're like, keep putting it off. Mm. If you look back and you're like, what if I just started doing it like four years ago when I was thinking about it? So true. Like, like where would I be now if I just started it four years ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And I have an example for this. Um, like I, I started to make Vine. Uh, I mean, I, I, lo- I loved Vine. And I watched yeah, like cool. tons. Yeah, I, I, lo- I watched tons of videos there. Uh, like this French guy, Jérôme Jarre. Um, he was like my favorite one because, um, I mean, he's French, so I kind of identify, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah like I just loved Vine and I loved making videos, but I was for some reason too shy to start making Vines until uh, I think it was like t- 2015, which is like right before it closed. Like, right. <laughs> so I, st- I, st- I started to make Vines two months before they closed down. Yeah. So, so it's like, imagine if I had done it like right away, um, when it was like small and people were uh, able to blow up and maybe I would, I would be like super famous right now and super rich and I wouldn't have to worry about, uh, <laughs> about trying to make money besides my, uh, my, cre- my creative activities. Yeah. yeah you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? Or you're like, how much yeah. better would I be at this thing if I had just started it earlier? And then it's also this concept of like, what's the, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing happened if I make some, yeah. I just keep making some stuff and what not like not everybody in the world loves it or it's not perfect from the beginning. Like, oh, well, mm. <laughs> like it's, you don't really lose anything either. Yeah. And something like um, I have a lot of friends who are thinking about making videos like starting YouTube, etc. these days. And so they asked me because I've been doing this for a few years and they're like, but aren't you scared that, um, I don't know, people will hate it and leave you mean comments. And I'm like, you know, like there's 99% of chance that nobody will see what you do at first. You know, <laughs> like it's not right. like you're going to put a video in and a million people will see it and you, they're going to judge you, etc. You have time to grow because of the process, you know, like that's how mm-hmm. it works. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's just, you know, there's some mean people on YouTube. So you can just, <laughs> you can like <laughs> probably ignore some of those people anyway. Yeah. It's hard. It's y- we have to, I think, be a little bit careful, too, about this whole um, taking things personally that happen online. Mm. It's like, these are strangers. They don't know you. Exactly. They're strangers. And so you got to take a little bit of everything with a grain of salt. You know, criticism is fine. But when you start to get people that talk to you in a really negative way, like, that's not necessary. That's not a, that's not a very like, kind person anyway. Yeah, like if, if you if you're like spending your time leaving mean comments on YouTube, you're not worth me taking time to respond and to feel bad. I mean, respond, you know what? Maybe, but feel bad about it. Yeah, certainly not because a lot of people, I think, spend a lot of time. Yeah, as you said, hating on others or, um, you know, sending bad energies and bad vibes and that sort of things just because they're feeling bad themselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, just, you, you can't make any time for those kinds of people. Like, you gotta spend time, just just do, just do your yeah. thing. Do whatever it is you're doing and keep making yourself better. Mm-hmm. And through that process, you know, you find good people and then those other people, it's like, what are they doing with their time? That's a waste. It's not, it's not worth internalizing. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth you wasting your time too. Um, yeah. And wait, you said something else I want to talk about. Um, shit, I have to try to remember. Um, <laughs> Our memories, they're yeah, rough. Yeah, and that happens, like, every time I ask a question, somebody says something and I'm like, I have, like, three new topics and I have to pick <laughs> one and then I... <laughs> Um, I hear you. I do the same thing. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. How do you do it? Teach me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are so freeform anyway. We're just chatting about craziness. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> or whatever we get to. Mm. And then if I think of a question in the moment, I just toss it in. But I don't ever even go in with questions. That's how weird mine is. Mine's <laughs> just... I literally sit down with somebody we record and just see what we talk about. Unless I do one where I ask for questions, obviously. But yeah. the other ones are just sitting there listening to somebody talk mm-hmm. yeah i used to prepare like to prepare like tons of questions and i had like a list you know for the show for the first episode like i had two pages of questions you know yeah. <laughs> and now There's I nothing ha- wrong with having questions though because like what if you did get to a point like where you're like i don't even know what to say mm-hmm. like, <laughs> if that if that happened then you got a backup yeah, true. okay i have to keep working on this then <laughs> no but yeah. I, like most of the time i'm just like you know i end up just just chatting and it's somehow i think it's like maybe not better but i think it's interesting to just talk normally and talk freely because you get to uh, know the person how they really are you know and they're, they're not just answering your questions they're just you know they're expressing yourself them they're, they're expressing themselves yeah i agree completely mm. i love it i love it <laughs> Yeah, I love questions what... too. It all works for me, but <laughs> mm. yeah, that, that's why your podcast is so, uh, so, so. Oh my god, I keep complimenting every. I feel like I'm like those uh, TV anchors, you know, who are like, oh my god, you're so awesome, and you're, you know, like they're doing so much, and it's almost. Oh no, much. <laughs> no, I appreciate but, it. No, it's nice. Sh- it's it's nice to hear that. It's it's, <laughs> it's nice to hear um, that people enjoy what you're doing. Okay, so I'll keep being my. Uh, <laughs> G- Jimmy Fallon, Max. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, right? He's a super confident. He's great. But, but but yeah. So um, I have um, uh, we talked about what you did before, and now I'd like to talk about what you're going to do next. Like, do you have any thing you want to focus on in the future? Uh, any uh, new creative stuff that you want to work on? Well, um, yes. <laughs> I need to start adding video to my podcast. Oh. So that has been a whole thing of just figuring out how I want to handle that. That'd mm-hmm. be a little bit different for me. Um, I'm working on probably moving to make that happen too. Mm-hmm. So that's large choices. Large choices going into that. But video for the podcast is one thing. Also, the the uh, podcast seems to, you know, I said if you do a podcast long enough or if you do something long enough, people will kind of tell you what they want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. It uh, seems like most of our conversations drift towards like dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. A lot of those conversations in my podcast now. And um, so we're probably going to start gearing things very specifically towards there. I'll probably start doing like series of things. I just started doing like a like I did the first like a whiskey tasting mm-hmm. series. 
Um, so I'm going to do a bunch more of those. So that's kind of me incorporating things that I like and trying to bring them all together, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, probably just more series and then start adding in kind of the video concept and, and, uh, just adding more and more content. Content takes time. Yeah, I know, right? It takes time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a lot of energy too, so. Yeah. I'm trying to make videos on YouTube and do a podcast. And I have a, like, I'm teaching English also on the side. So it takes a lot of time, yeah. Because I have to create content even for my students. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's like you get create content for yourself. And then also it's like I create stuff for other people. Because, oh. you know, also livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have a lot of kind of different streams of income going to mm -hmm. and just collaborating with people, which is great. So there's mm. just like your energy gets pulled in a lot of different places. But I think that's a good thing. A lot of it's in that kind of really cool networking that you get to do with other people that are that are like minded, you know? Yeah. It's like motivating to talk to people who are doing stuff to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to surround mm. yourself with people like that. And uh, I've become pretty, pretty good at that in the last year or because I've been trying to focus on it, just making sure I'm always around creative people that are always trying to push themselves to do more. Because mm. um, it always makes me want to do more. And, and that's essential in this kind oh, of yeah. thing. Because, you, you know, if you're your own boss, in a lot of ways, got to figure out how to be a good one. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem I have. Like, I, I, I've always wanted to make videos, etc. And I'm really always trying to motivate my friends, you know, to do stuff like that and do what they really like, etc. And they just don't want to do it or don't know how to do it. I don't know which one. But mm -hmm. the, the like the point is still that I'll, I'm kind of like forcing them, which is also very bad. And I realized that only recently, like some people just don't want to do these things. And so you just have to find people who do. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like a, you definitely want to find people that do because then you're going to get so much more done with them and that's mm. going to make you feel better. You're going to get more done yourself. But also with like, people have to make that decision on their own. Yeah. They really do. And even no matter how much you, like you could sit there and try to motivate your friends for hours and tell, <laughs> tell them everything they're good at or tell them what they, you ever meet somebody that's got like such a cool talent? And you're always trying to encourage them to use it. Mm. And all they do is give you excuses why they can't. Yeah. And you're looking at, you're looking at a person with a talent. And you're like, why don't you see this? Why don't you try to do something with it? And they're so resistant. It's because there's, you can, you can do a little bit of that and try to at least make them aware of it. But if somebody's not ready to kind of stop making excuses and to do things they want to do or... If it's not what they really care about, then that time that time is usually kind of wasted. But mm. if anybody ever comes to you, like say one of your friends comes to you and they're talking about something that they're excited about doing, or they're like, I'm thinking of doing this, like how I've been wanting to forever, like it's it's cool to be that friend that's like, you absolutely should. Mm. Absolutely should. Yeah. And like be the one that doesn't feed them the fear. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, yeah, because when you're starting something, be smart about it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, like you want to be smart about it, but be say, yeah, if that's what you want to do, then yeah, figure out the, what's the first step to do it. Mm. I support you. Absolutely. Like sometimes that's all people need to hear too, to yeah, really that's what I was gonna say. change what they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the the the, the biggest. Uh, I mean, no, your biggest enemy when you when you're starting something is usually yourself. But the second the second the second worst is like your friends trying to, um, you know, who say just yeah, it's gonna be hard. You know, uh, I'm not sure you're gonna succeed. That sort of things. That's really. Um, well, yeah, that's like the worst. Uh, the yeah, because you're already telling yourself that. Yeah, I can tell myself that this. all day. Like, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me that. Like, I need you to yeah. to to help me get to the to the good place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Some people are just kind of, and they don't even think about it. They don't even think that they're feeding you like something negative. Mm. And how that might affect you or how that might crush you when you finally maybe even like worked up the nerve to tell somebody that you're excited about doing something or whatever. And you're hoping to hear that they're receptive mm-hmm. and they don't even know they're crushing you like that. They don't even get it. But if you can be a person, like if you can yourself be aware of that, then like maybe you can be that kind of encouraging person for somebody else in the future. Yeah, that's so true. And it's weird how uh, how human beings work to see that like we, we have all of this in our heads right like me i know exactly what i should do and most of the time i don't do it anyway you know? yeah we do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need Absolutely help all the time. it's so weird mm. and yeah so you talked about making videos for the podcast mm-hmm. um i i really would like to see that um how is it gonna be like are you going to film yourself when you talk or just um, I don't know, make videos with just the audio? Or no? Um, So like right now they go, they all go to YouTube, but they go just with like the podcast artwork, right? Like there's a, there's mm-hmm. an audio file you can listen to on YouTube. Um, So I'd probably just have to get a, change my setup around. So probably just start with one camera. Obviously let's not make ourselves too complicated mm-hmm. right off the bat. I like to start small so I don't weird myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'd be something, just something that a lot of people are, have been asking me to do also so that's probably something i should pay attention to mm-hmm. um the thing the main thing it changes for me is is the editing because mm. yeah, minor yeah because minor currently i i do edit them down usually because they go a little bit longer mm-hmm. um so if i move to a video then we're probably just gonna get gonna get everything gonna get everything and i'll have to start capping them off at probably certain times so it just mm. changes it a little bit but that's not bad. I don't think that's all that bad. It'll just be a it'll just be a difference. But it's probably cool to to see people talk as well. I think like yeah, I think just seeing the eyes of people watching, like looking at the camera when you're consuming any type of content, it sort of uh, makes the audience focus on what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. with the podcast is uh, when it's just audio, it's nice because you're listening to something and. Uh, you can do something else at the same time, etc. But uh, I think the video format really helps, um, yeah, catching people's attention. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I was talking to people and how they consume their podcasts. Like when I listen to podcasts, I'm like in the car, mm. on a jog, um, running, like doing groceries, like getting groceries. <laughs> like I'm doing things like yeah. that. It takes up like all of my kind of, you know, nonsense time of the day where I'm running errands and things. But some people sit down in the morning and they'll like, purposely go to youtube and catch up on their favorite podcast and watch it while they're eating breakfast you know so it's just like people consume them differently so not a bad idea probably to give them two different ways to consume it it'll obviously still go you know 
to like iTunes and all that kind of stuff. So people have just audio mm-hmm. versions, but I think it's where we're going. If you look at all of our all of our social medias and stuff. Do you remember when Facebook was just like text? <laughs> True. Right? It was just yeah. words. And then all of a sudden it was like a picture or two and us uploading vacation albums and now it's all memes and videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Like all everything is. I think they went into videos like not that long ago and it, it, they only did this because YouTube was successful. So yeah. that's kind of recent. And now it's like yeah, most of the posts are, are videos on on Facebook. That's yeah, I think videos are really the future, which is weird because podcasts are also growing recently. So yeah, they're big, but I think they're I think they haven't even hit their max. Same thing as like Twitch, right? Twitch is already big, but mm-hmm. I think it hasn't hit. It hasn't even hit what it's going to be as as more kind of you know quote unquote like non gamers, like the non traditional gamer people, start actually tuning in and realizing that that's an option for them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all it's all going that way. Yeah. It's all going that way, and they're just building now. Yeah, the sad thing is that I think we somehow we most of the time a media a social media gets big when big companies or big TV channels starts you know putting their content there, and it's kind of sad because you see this on YouTube. Um, maybe five years ago there was no TV show uh, on YouTube, and now it's it's getting big because of the TV shows, and TV show is kind of a they're kind of not kidding, but uh, shadowing the other creators. Yeah. And I think with, with Twitch, it's, I mean, it's really nice because it hasn't happened yet. And I think anybody could really start a, um, you know, like a weekly or uh, a weekly show or even like a daily show and do something. Yeah, that's not gaming necessarily. They could just talk and, I don't know, do comedy or something like that. You definitely could. You could use it for anything, right? Just a nice little live stream. I've thought about, mm-hmm. my first thought was almost to do the podcast and just use my Twitch stream and just maybe live stream the mm-hmm. podcast and maybe start that way. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. My only problem with live stream is that uh, my connection, my internet speed is really bad. Right. <laughs> so You're going to get less yeah. HD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like, I think People love HD. I think they, they, they started to, um, to, how do you say that? Um, Optic Fiber is that the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started mm-hmm. to installing this. Um, they started to install this in my little town, so it should happen fast now. So I'm really, I'm really happy about it, and I'm really, uh, I can't wait to start live streaming again because I was in the UK last year, and I had a huge, like a really awesome internet speed, and I went back to France, and it sucked. And uh, yeah, like live streaming is really well, it's hard awesome. to go backwards, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Well, they're putting all that in. Yeah, that should. That should fix it up. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to, like, advertise for myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but, like... Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, people know. Everybody knows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even need to. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, my God. It's been an hour, an hour and ten minutes already. Oh, sh- okay. Uh, I have a last <laughs> question. Sure. Okay. That's, like, the usual question I ask when I think about it. Um, I always ask this uh, at the end of, the, of an episode. If you met a like the fifteen year old uh, Courtney, what is the first thing that you would like to say to her? It's kind of a stereotype question, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. What would I say? God, I have so many things to say to her. <laughs> I would say, I would say, be more confident. Mm-hmm. Always be confident. I would say, do exactly what you want to do, and don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't 
Mm. was one of the main things I would say. Be more confident. Know that what you want to do is all right. And take those steps to do those things. Mm. Um, confidence is everything in most aspects of life, I feel like. And I think that's the main thing I kind of had to, that was like one of the main hurdles that that hit me. And I feel like almost a lot of the things I did when I was younger was like to get, was like getting close to the things I really wanted to do. I think I read a book once and I think it called it being a, like a, like a shadow artist or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if you wanted to be a singer, but instead you worked as like an audio engineer, (laughs) like, like there's something you really want to do but you're scared to do it. So you just get around it. You may get in like in the field, but you're not actually tackling the thing that you would prefer to do. Mm. Um, I feel like I did that kind of thing for a long time. Um, I'd say, don't be afraid of change. I'd say fear is natural, but don't let it, uh, don't let it make decisions for you. Mm. Well, that's yeah. a, a very inspiring ending. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I love asking this question because every time I have a different answer, and yeah. it's sort of like, I think there is a, some, like, maybe she's not named Courtney, but there is someone who's 15 years old and needs to hear this. And that's, yeah, that's why I asked this question. It's really, that was a very good answer. <laughs> thank you. It's a very good question. And that makes me, that makes me think, um, that makes me think, like, what if the 50-year-old <laughs> yeah, could true. Say, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think about those types of things, too. Like, if I could imagine myself in the future, what would I tell myself now? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I need another break. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are great oh things to think about. It's just per- it's perspective, right? The time goes so fast. That That's a whole episode. <laughs> like that's yeah. like that's a whole episode for like to talk about what the the older you would think. Oh my god! Yeah, like that puts everything into perspective. Because hopefully you've done you've done what you wanted, right? No, yeah. no regrets. Hopefully, hope hopefully, <laughs> and we say hopefully, but like we're in it, we're in it, we're living it. Yeah, yeah, true. We make decisions, as I said. Yeah. Mm. So, hopefully, yes, but also like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on us. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. yeah, well, thank you, uh, Courtney. It was a really nice interview, a really nice conversation. Um, well, yeah, I really loved it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to do it. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you for accepting. Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening until the end. I never laughed that much during a podcast. It was just awesome. Courtney is amazing. I really learned a lot about myself in this episode, so I hope it will be the same for you. If it is, and if you liked it, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify and social media, YouTube, SoundCloud, etc. If you want to help me pay for the website and eventually get to meet my guest in person and start a video format of this podcast, please feel free to donate on Patreon. You can donate what you want and get stuff in return. All the info you need is on the website wavespodcast.fr, but you don't have to if you just keep listening to this podcast. It's crazy already. And yeah, I'll see you next week. And as always, please keep listening to the waves. <laughs>